Today, I'm from A to Ziggy. Ooh, big hurt. Welcome to From A to Ziggy, the podcast where we talk about every David Bowie song in alphabetical order. Uh, my name is Travis. My name is Thomas. And today we are talking about a big hurt. From Tin Machine Tin 2. Tin Machine 2. 1991. Yes. This is uh, their... Punk rock song. This is David Bowie playing some punk music. Also, the only song on this album that is written solely by David Bowie. That's true. With, let's say, mixed results. Do you think it would have been better if he had had more input from the rest of the band? Um... I mean, I feel like no, there must be some collaboration like... with, in performing this song. As a yeah, band. I'm like, sure, like, Reeves Gabrels wrote all the solo. solos. And there's all the, you know, the drum fills. Yeah. And, uh, various parts, but do you think it would have been better if the, the rest of the band had contributed more to writing the song? I think the song would still be what it is, because really the weak spot is the lyrics mm-hmm. in this song. Now, all right, I feel like I'm bagging the song way more out of the, out of the gate than I should be, because I will... I Yeah, do you hate... how? Why do you I, hate this song? So no, much? actually, I really like this song. Oh. I, um... The, I, mean, I am someone who can like songs with terrible lyrics if the rest of the song is good enough. And... Yeah, there's just parts of it that just, like, the lyrics just feel like Spinal Tap lyrics almost. Like, when he talks about being the sex receiver, and uh, he said, I'm hurting so bad because you're my roommate from hell. Yeah, it's very, um, it's very, uh, it brings it down from the usual Bowie abstract and obscure into the yeah. concrete realm of everyday Joe experience. Although, there's still some abstract and obscure but that's the thing, is it, is, it, is, it, is it brings it down so suddenly in yeah. the middle of the song. Like, roommate? You don't think of David Bowie as being someone who has to deal with his roommates. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess he's talking about a woman and just referring to her as his roommate from hell. Well, yeah, it's, a, it's like a metaphor. But, but yeah, it is. And, and then the, the lyric that really just kind of like made me stop and think, for better or for worse, Um even a glass eye in a duck's ass can see that I know, I know. Um, I'm not sure if that is some sort of uh, English slang phrase that I have never heard before. I mean, it's basically the uh, it's basically the <laughs> British equivalent of uh, it's clear as mud. Like, yeah. It should be obvious to anybody. Even a duck's eye in a in a even a glass <laughs> even eye a duck's eye in a, a duck's eye in a glass ass. <laughs> can see that so it's yeah it's a colloquialism yeah Yeah, no everyone most people would be familiar with that if you were in a certain time and place yeah just not now it's kind of fallen out of favor yeah um because maybe it's time to bring it back because it is just completely it's a it's a head scratcher and why not just say that to people because (laughs) i don't know they won't know know what to make of it even a glass eye in a duck's ass can see why not yeah so it's a pretty ridiculous song lyrically, but musically it's awesome. Parts of it kind of remind me of Cheap Trick. That when he keeps coming back to the ah no ah no, it reminds me of this song. Um, the house is rocking with domestic problems off of uh, Dream Police, and even his lyric, his as bad as the lyrics are vocally, like the delivery kind of reminds me of a lot of like the heavier Cheap Trick songs. Like he kind of reminds me of Robin Zander a little bit on this song. And then musically, it reminds me a lot of Bad Brains. I don't know if you've listened to much Bad Brains. I don't know. Um, That's the punk reggae. Yeah, they're uh, they're like a they're a DC hardcore band. Well, they don't exist anymore. 
But for a punk band, because, you know, you think about punk rock and it's usually it's very like, especially guitars are very simplistic, like four power chords. That's it. Mm -hmm. But there's considerably more shredding with with bad brains um, Mm because they kind of they are primarily known as, you know, hardcore with reggae. But also like some of the stuff just sounds like metal, especially um, Eye Against Eye has a lot of like songs that kind of sound kind of metal. There's like a lot of really good solos, kind of like with this song. That's the song they did with Most Def, right? Eye Against Eye. For the, for the Blade soundtrack? I haven't listened. No. It's been so long. Hold on, let me no, listen to this. There's another song on the Blade soundtrack that's Most Def, Eye Against Eye. But is there one with Most Def with Bad Brains that no, I'm just not aware of? It doesn't have Bad Brains. Am I Googling for nothing? Yeah. Oh, my Googling for not. I sent you one at a wild duck's ass. Oh, Chase. man, even a glass eye and a duck's ass could have seen that that was a ruse. Uh, Sorry about that. <laughs> So yeah, it's a it's a just a good dumb fun song. This falls under that category of good dumb fun, even though it's kind of sexist. It's a little misogynist. It's a little misogynist. A little bit. I, I feel like that that's a theme when we talk about big dumb fun David Bowie songs. It's always this song is big dumb fun, but it's also kind of sexist. <laughs> I like to think it's tongue in cheek and kind of a parody of misogynist punk yeah. songs. But I'm not sure. I mean, at this point, he was in a good relationship with Iman. So he had no reason to be really angsty. I think a lot of it was just like, I want to do a punk song. I need to, if I'm going to play punk, it can't be happy. I need to, because pop punk didn't exist yet. Pop punk was still eight years away. So I guess there's like that obligation. Like I'm playing this loud, fast, angry sounding music. I need to do loud, fast, angry sounding lyrics. And Bowie can put on a character. He can. When he needs to. So, um, this is his sort of uh, angry, um, angry at women character. And, and, like, and watching the live at a, video. At a woman. At a woman. Yeah. And, and, and like when you watch the, vid- watch the live video, they perform the song on Arsenio Hall. And you're welcome for letting you think about the Arsenio Hall show. And, and it does feel like he's playing your character while he's up there. He's just kind of like stomping around and like whipping the microphone and standing around. And just like very angry. The thing about David Bowie when he's performing, though, is he can't stop being David Bowie because there's still that that big white smile yeah. that he gives. And that, I think that's kind of what lets you in. It makes you realize that he is just playing an angry character. Yeah. You do still see that like big, wide grin of his. Picked up this book, this great book, James E. Perrone, The Words and Music of David Bowie. And he says that this, uh, that this song kind of sounds like it came from 1977 British uh, punk. Sort of got uh, sounds a la Sex Pistols and The Damned, um, I think, Buzzcocks. Sex Pistols, Buzzcocks, 1977. Yeah. The whole British punk scene, which David Bowie missed out on. He was out of town during that whole thing. Yeah. But I feel... Uh, so this is like him catching up yeah. 12 years later. Yeah, I was thinking about it earlier when I was listening to this song. Like, I wish I could think of the other songs in the past I've been listening to with David Bowie that feel like they have a bit of a punk influence. The only one I could think of offhand was Queen Bitch. Kind of has like a punk feel to it. But I feel like there's been other earlier Bowie songs. This says like this is his first foray into punk. But I feel like there's always like there's been an influence in there in the past, even if it wasn't as consciously done as this was. Like this was him just being like, I want to write a punk song. Yeah. But I feel like there's songs that he's, he had done in the past. It just had a little bit of that fast, loud element to it anyway. What else? What else about a big herd? It's loud, it's noisy, it's messy, and uh, oh, it's got uh, 
This, this, here's another thing that uh, James Perrone points out. It's it's like it sounds as though it came straight from 1977 British punk rock. Were it not for some harmonic changes, which I, I think by that he means the verse. There's like the uh, running up the fretboard yeah. sound, and then also the staying put at the fir- at the bass note. For a whole measure, for a couple of bars, there's that running up, but then there's also the bass note just sort of like all at at the same yeah pitch at the same on the same chord. There's a little bit of more complexity uh, going on there than in punk. It's like it's like a punk riff, but a little bit modified, a little yeah. bit more. I I never complex. really made that like British punk connection to it. I I feel like the song just sounds way more American punk. Hmm. Like the East, like the DC punk hardcore sound, I feel like is just heavier. Like British punk is loud. It's very loud. Like it's so hard to like put into words. But there's a, like there's a fast and loud and heavy can be two kind of different things. Like they exist in the, like at the same time a lot of times, but heavy can be a completely different feeling. And I feel like DC punk is like just heavier. Like the the guitars are like are more intricate, and then there is more of a metal influence to it. Whereas British punk is just straight ahead punk. And I feel like this kind of has more of that, like, yeah, that hardcore punk with metal feeling. But it's also really upbeat. It's got a fast beat to it. And I don't know, the beat, the beat is right up there in the middle of it. Yeah. Like, I think you could, you could stick the song right in the middle of the Bad Brains Rock for Light album. and It would fit right in. You should try that. Post it on SoundCloud. Yeah. Um, anything about the lyrics? Um, <laughs> I do like... I do like the kind of vulgar, you know, bringing it down to very concrete terms. Like, like roommate from hell. You're my roommate from hell. It just, it says so much and so little at the same yeah. time. I really like this line though. The speak in extremes, it'll save you time. It's like the best advice ever. It really is. Like that, that might be one of my favorite lines. Oh, I mean, there's not too many to pick from. It kind of reminds me. But his, that probably is the best line in the whole song. It kind of reminds me of Bale. Uh, Bale's hymn where he says, what was it? Uh, Vices have their point once you see it as such. Stick to two, for one will be too much. It's like, go all out or don't do anything at all. Go big or go home. Yeah. It's like, don't mess around. Don't do just a little. You'll waste time trying to get where you're trying to go. Yeah. Saying, you know, equivocating and... (laughs) Don't tiptoe around things. Just say what you mean. Mean what you say. Um, And don't be afraid of being offensive. Yeah. Like Bowie is in this song. He is not afraid of any offense in this song. <laughs> what else do I really like here? You were a saint abroad just immediately after that. You were a saint abroad, but a devil at home. Um, yeah. And this is like, just so, again, just such a, like a straight out of a spinal tap line. Come on here, woo-woo and kiss it for me. Kiss uh, it where it counts. Kiss it where it counts. Yep. Like, oh, man. And this has been from A to Ziggy. Yeah. Oh, man. That, again, it just says it all. And it says... Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah, it's, it's just so vulgar and so um, simple and fun. So, I don't know. Should we go to ratings? Yeah, let's, uh, let's rate this one. I, I would give this song three glass eyes and a duck's ass. Yeah. Is there any other way to rate this song than with glass eyes, like duck ass glass eyes? That's perfect. <laughs> I, uh, you know, when, before before I listened to the song, before we recorded it, I thought, you know, it's a it's minor ten machine, which is yeah, 
Well, when Just saying a lot. Well, when you um, realized that we had forgotten about Betty wrong. I was like, oh, we're just trading one tin machine for another one. And you're like, yeah, this is kind of an upgrade. Yeah. I do think Betty Wrong is a Betty Wrong song. is a much better song. This is a good song, but Betty Wrong is considerably better. I completely forgot what I what I rated Betty Wrong, but I give I, I concur. I think this is a three yeah. duck's ass glass eye. So I, yeah, this like squeezes right into the middle for me as far as like songs we've done off of Tin Machine 2. Because apparently we've done a ton of Tin Machine 2. Yeah. Just solid. Solid punk rock. It's funny. There's genres that Bowie hasn't visited very much in his career. Punk rock is one of them. Country is another genre that he hasn't really uh, visited that much. Mm. Um, country rock. Mm. Yes. Sort of is, Good old is a sort of hybrid that, that's, that's become, that's been popular from time to time. Black country rock. Black country rock. Is not really a genre so much as the name of a song. It's... It's kind of a, in a genre all its own. Yeah. Of English kind of. Southern rock. Yeah. Not to be confused with Southern, South of England. Right. Wait, there's no South of England. That's the South of France. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting my, I'm not very good at geography. In, yeah, me either. I was okay back when, like, when I used to watch Where the World is Carved in San Diego and all that has kind of, like, since gone away. Uh, but yeah. Boots. Next time. The warrant. <laughs> the crook. Uh, next time, Wednesday on From Me to Ziggy, we'll be talking about Black Country Rock. Yeah, I'm excited about this one. I like this song a lot. Until then, you can follow us on Facebook, on Twitter, From A to Ziggy, from A to Ziggy.com. Email us. Want to be a guest? Podcast at From A to Ziggy.com. Subscribe on iTunes. Give us a rating and a review. And, uh, until Wednesday, my name is Thomas. And I'm Travis. Come on here, woo Say it's true. They got-